Hello! Welcome to Push to Shout Podcast, episode 54. I'm Mike. Yippee. And we got stuff to talk about. Fallout 4, the Game Awards, the Keeleys coming up, all kinds of hot business around the gaming corner, and you're at the number one gaming news source for all your gaming information. Skippy, tell us about gaming. What does gaming mean to you in your life? Uh, it's basically just a constant burden on me, and always has been, and always will be. Uh, but if we're going to get specific, I've been playing some Fallout 4, uh, and I yeah, have let's a confession. Just, let's just start with a Fallout yeah, 4 discussion. I have a confession. Uh, I actually am kind of enjoying Fallout 4 quite a bit. Okay. That's not to say it's a good game, but I'm enjoying it. Let's well, see, you start, you... because you've got, you've got much less to say about Fallout 4. Yeah. So I started it. I paid sixty bucks for it. Uh, I read competent reviews of it that said it was good. Uh, I started playing. I hated the beginning. It was a very dumb beginning. And then after it kind of turned me loose. Okay, well, within the first hour of the game, you have full power armor and are gunning down a death claw. With a machine gun in a town square. That's Terrible. your intro to Fallout. It really Awful. is just dumb. Because, you know, they're supposed to be built up as these horrible, strong enemies. And it just ruins the effect. Uh, but anyway, after that, it gave me a kill all the raiders quest. And I walked over to the objective. And I just lost motivation to play. And I said, okay, I'll relaunch it tomorrow. I'll give it one more try. I I do that. I start walking toward the raiders, and I'm like, "This, I have no motivation to play this now, or probably ever." So, so I just refunded it. Uh, that's how I, I was bored. A hundred minutes in, I quit. Said I don't know about this, and then I started again like the next day, and it's it started to I started to get it a little bit. Uh, what's going on with our live stream? There it just started late, but whatever. I did it. Uh, for those watching live, sorry about the technical issues, I guess. But anyway, um, the uh, the beginning of the game, the first hour and a half or so, is probably one of the worst starts to any game I've ever seen in my life. And and yeah, the Bethesda standards, that's especially bad because Bethesda's always been bad. Like so, Oblivion had a super long tutorial section that was really tedious and not very much fun. Uh, and then Skyrim starts with, with all this like janky dialogue and animations and stuff. Really bad start to Skyrim, in my opinion. And then Fallout 3 started with this long vault sequence that I think some people liked and some didn't, and I didn't think it was very good. Fallout 4 continues the tradition with just... So first of all, you get the, you get the prologue part, which just sucks. It's just bad to me. Like, nothing... It doesn't make you... It doesn't make you interested in what's about to happen because, like, you get maybe fifteen minutes of like learning who your character is, which yeah, your character's voice now, which is kind of weird, uh, and who your wife is, and that you have a son and a robot, and then an atomic bomb alert goes off, and you go to the vault, and that's it. That's that. Uh, yeah, it's just this dumb scripted sequence that you have to sit through. And first of all, they showed it all in that first trailer. Oh, I didn't watch it, I don't think. I mean, the whole beginning is in there. The, from the 
pre-war setting to the bomb yeah, I remember and seeing, like, lowering down and, stuff, and even uh, finding the dog like all the first yeah. portion of the game and the machine gun all of that was shown in the very first trailer it's just it's, I, you can't knock that against the game though that's marketing you know uh, yeah. but but basically just that whole section should be really awesome because it's like I, I'm super interested in that kind of stuff like what would happen if you know if there was a threat of nuclear war and like, what? How would people react and stuff? And it's just the most generic and badly made scene of such a cool concept, where like you've got all the scripted NPCs doing their janky running animation and weird dialogue that doesn't yeah. sound right at all. Like it's very, it's very like, like when you hear the dialogue, I gotta in this game, get the suitcase. No, you yeah, don't need yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's very much like, oh, this was recorded in a studio and then placed... You can, like, see the exact point where they placed the sound on the map of the world and it's, like, coming out of that one spot and there's just... Oh, the sound design's really bad uh, and that bothers me a lot. And that just... That's the whole game, uh, that, that those kinds of issues. But that... It was a terrible start. And you're right. You get power armor in literally, like, the first mission, uh, which that should be, to me, something that you build up to and, like, start... I think it'd be really cool if you like started building it, like literally building it piece by piece, uh, and it's like a motivation to like get it put together, and then you get in it, and it, it yeah, would be like no, a really cool. Just take thing. it immediately. But yeah, you just get. How a full do you meet suit your dog companion? Armor. Oh, you just fucking find them. Yeah, uh, uh, there's nothing interesting about meeting the dog or anything. It's just yeah, and it's so okay. This is what upset me as a fan of Fallout. I love Fallout One and Two. Uh, they're amazing games uh and this is just the farthest the series has ever been from those original games uh you talk to people the same thing no it's worse in this you at least when you go to the first fallout 3 tries to railroad you toward megaton that's just how it is but it gives you the option to destroy megaton very early and makes that clear as an option I just tried quick saving and killing Preston whatever oh, yeah. most boring character ever conceived Minuteman guy. I tried killing him and his companions, and you just can't. I also they're tried all, doing that. They're all invincible, and that sucks. That's like the whole point of a Fallout game. And a Bethesda game. It's yeah. supposed to be free. You're supposed to be able to do whatever you want and ignore the main quest, but and instead this, it's like, it's no, you just can't kill like, these people. Yeah. Normally, a critical story, like a story important NPC, you shouldn't be, you know, that makes sense. But when the little nobodies, the NPCs who are just there, allied with Preston Fuckface, and they're unkillable, it's like, what do you, this, I don't feel, this isn't believable. It's not only just, is it not believable, you don't actually feel like... And, and I think this is a huge issue with the game. You don't really feel like you have that feeling of I. This character can be whatever I want it to be, and the story can be whatever I want it to be. Instead, it's you are this character that we have made, who is voice acted and looking for his son. And these other characters that you interact with, they can't die. They you. you it, it feels much more forced. Like this is a story that you have to do almost. Uh, and and I don't like that at all. It totally does not work for their for their style of game. And I I never played Fallout 1 and 2, so it doesn't bother me in the in the regard of like it's not like the old games because I've never played them. 
but I don't know if those had like I don't know how much the character the main character mattered in in those games, but regardless, it doesn't work. It does not work in this game. Well, you can blame a lot of that on the bad dialogue system, and it's just bad. Like it's, yeah, it's a bad system, com- especially compared to Fallout. What Fallout's it's like done worse in the past. than Mass Effect even, One. Like, yeah, even Fallout Three, it listed out. Uh, what you would say, and there was a cool comparison that somebody made, uh, an image that put dialogue options in Fallout 3 next to one in Fallout 4. And it shows you, like, the charisma, the medicine, (laughs) yeah. But you're right, yeah. The stat checks, and they have, like, a a unique little line for each one. Fallout 4, you usually have an agreement, a question... Uh, Super Bunny Hop pointed out, very rarely do you ever get to refuse people. So the no is very rarely an option. And then you always have the sarcasm button. And I I tried pressing it. Lots of Bioware games have these. Dragon Age has like an explicit comic option that you can pick. And usually they're, they're fine, but can be a little awkward. In this game, I only did it a couple times, but when you pick the sarcasm option, it's usually painfully bad like, yeah it's try it's like nerd humor i almost always choose that option and it's always it's awkward but i don't think it's any more awkward than all the other options i think the, all the options are awkward and bad they're terrible uh a lot of the times including the sarcastic sarcasm op- option it has this classic problem that for some reason they haven't realized has been a problem for the last decade and a half of like They've summarized what you're going to say in a way that doesn't actually accurately summarize what your intent is yeah. with what you're saying. So it'll be like you click no, and in your mind you might be thinking like, "Oh, he's just he's just turning them down in a in a in a respectful manner." And then he's like, "Go to hell. Why would I want to do that or something like that?" And you're like, "No, whoa, 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 whoa! I don't want to say that." And and that's just constant. And and that's such like a a well-known issue with older RPG games that I'm shocked that they're still doing it. Like it's it's it blows me away that they haven't bothered to to say like, oh wait a minute, maybe maybe we should. And none of the uh, you kind of went silent, even though your mouth kept. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's probably because I moved my microphone away from it. Okay, it's none of it's helped by how awkward the choreography of the camera and the characters is. It's even more pronounced <laughs> yeah. in this, which is surprising. In Fallout 3, they at least froze the action, and they looked directly at you. They stared into your soul with their Bethesda eyes, and that was just how the conversations went. In this, they try to have like the camera moving around and looking at different you, and but it just sucks. It's it cuts at these weird times and like the volume of the characters talking changes depending on where the camera is. And if anything walks in the way, the conversation will just stop. Or if you look somewhere, it doesn't want you to look. Everything just stops and you have to restart. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes they just stop talking to each other for no reason. Yeah. And sometimes the camera will be stuck in a desk and, and another NPC will walk between the you two and cancel it out or start talking to you, even though the other PC is still NPC is still talking to you. And, that that is totally bizarre. Uh, I I think it's no worse than what it was before. But the crazy part is that they've clearly tried so hard to improve it, but they've only moved sideways, and it's dip, it's bad for different reasons now. Uh, and that's like that. That's how I would summarize Fallout Four in general: is like it's bad for different reasons, or bad 
for some of the same reasons, even though they've clearly tried to divert the, those issues. Uh, it, it's, it's crazy. Uh, and we could go on and on about all the technical issues, but I think everyone everyone pretty much knows it's a very broken game in a lot of ways. But uh, but I also think just like in general, like some very specific design choices can be really bizarre. Like there's no tutorialization, or there's like a little bit, but not very much at all. And some of the yeah, some of the concepts weird. get pretty complicated. Uh, and, and then there's some things that are like hidden behind. So all the all the UI stuff is terrible because they try to make it like a pip the pip boy screen and and they're trying to authentically make it seem like an like how an old computer looks where you're kind of navigating through the 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 BIOS but it's that's bad it's always been bad I don't want to go back to how like I understand it's authentic but I feel like they should they should have tried harder to like actually make it easier to use rather than focusing on like oh it's cool because it looks you know, crazy old yeah. and fits the style. Like I'm a big, I'm a big fan of like a, 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 a continuous or a, a consistent style, but not in, not when it sacrifices gameplay or, or, or navigability. It's it, that that navigating the the menus, the the inventory. It feels less responsive terrible. than Fallout Three because yeah. they they clearly are using some fancy. It looks kind of like scale form, like some prefab menu software because it's it looks like the same interface that would be on the phone the draw is that you can have this Pip-Boy app and do it from there and it kind of looks that way that some of the little decorations if you want to call them uh, from yeah, Fallout 3 bit. like the screen effects aren't there and it just feels weird to click on the tabs it feels like it's it's going to be exactly the same on the smartphone yeah uh, and uh, I, I don't know if that's necessarily the reason because Bethesda games have always been bad about that about like navigating stuff on the PC when it's clearly designed for like a controller or whatever so but but I tried using a controller for a little bit and it's no better in terms of control like there's a lot of really bizarre decisions on what buttons do what and that's even worse on the keyboard because it'll be like uh if you're navigating through uh computer screens like hacking into a terminal and you get to a text that that carries on to another screen this is the only time you have to press this key in the game, or not in the game, but in the, in any terminals or UI. You had to press either E or I thought it was Enter for a while. I thought that was the only button you could press, but you had to press Enter or E to go to the next screen. Even though on all the other things, you can just click to go to the next screen, and just little things like that just all add up and are co- a constant annoyance, like constant. Uh, it's a badly made game, and, and that. That does not surprise me at all. We we knew that this was going to be a badly made game going in. Uh, that said, I got to be positive because I actually am enjoying it. I'm almost I'm probably about ten hours in now, uh, and I'm actually having fun with it. I even with things that I didn't think I would have fun with. Um, so I stopped doing the main story pretty quickly and did some side quests, and they were all pretty enjoyable. Which again, that's standard fare because like. The main quest is always one of the worst parts yeah. of Bethesda games. Uh, and so I specifically this time tried to avoid just going down that path of the main quest, uh, which in the, that's ruined some Bethesda games. Like Skyrim, I did the main quest first. Like, that's what I did, and, and it ruined it for me. Uh, and Fallout 3, to an extent, the same happened. Uh, so that's helped a lot because I'm actually experiencing the good, good interesting content that, that isn't just... Oh, that terrible! Just like, oh, where's my baby? And 
And he can't figure out that, of course, his son's going to be older than a baby because he's in a cryogenic sleep chamber thing. Like, so is that? Yeah, that turned out to be true. I just heard. Yes, it did turn out to be true. But but of course, it was going to be true. Like, of course, obviously. Yeah, there's no way they would yeah. be when that leaked. I was kind of like, well, that sounds very dumb, but I can totally believe that's how. <laughs> yeah, but like. I, well, it's not how it ends. I, the, it's I'm ten well, hours in, ends. and I did another main quest, and it finally it's revealed like, oh, he's older than you think he is. But like the whole time, I've been screaming at my character, saying, "He's not a baby!" Like he's telling everyone, "I've lost my baby. I'm looking for a baby." And it's like, how could you not figure out that he might not be a baby because you've been in cryogenic sleep? You just assume that you woke up right after. And that's that's exactly the kind of stuff. That Fallout One and Two did so well. Your character, your character can can literally be too dumb to make basic connections, yeah. and will just miss out on obvious shit. And when you have a higher intelligence stat, then they'll like notice. Wait a minute. Well, if that's true, then I guess I don't really need to go there because it means it's you can actually reason that stuff out. And those it'd be games fun. are so good. It'd be cool, and I think. I think it'd be consistent with what I know of like the first and second fallout humor styles. If your if your character did a lot of stupid things in kind of a funny way where you knew he was just being a stupid person rather than just saying, Oh, yeah. this is badly written. Uh, <laughs> like that's the only impression that I get is it's badly. And everything about it is badly written. And it's voice acted by this guy who I think he's a fine voice actor, but he's but like knockoff Troy Baker. Yeah. They try to make him, they try to make him read some lines. That'll be like, intimidating like you're trying to be cool and intimidating and it doesn't work at all because the guy sounds he's like this he's just kind of sounds i'm just a dude in the in the wasteland and it's and so he'll say like i'm gonna kill you motherfucker and it's like ah it's terrible Uh but anyway back to back to positivity uh so the gun combat stuff is a lot better than it has been before although mouse acceleration is on by default, and there's no menu option to turn it off. Oh, and there's no in-game graphic settings or any, like... Oh my god, it's bad. Um, but yeah, that pisses me off because I'm used to CSGO with no mouse acceleration, you know, like, I, being very precise and stuff, and now it's, like, swimming around, and I've got to... I still have to go into the text files and change a 1 to a 0 or something, but anyway, uh, so that's frustrating, but it's better. It's so much better to just... The weapons are way more satisfying to use, and it, the system doesn't rely on VATS anymore, which is like a huge plus for me because I don't like using VATS because it, it makes everything so much slower and just not fun. I uh, heard it, it's the other way around that VATS is more necessary. No, not at all. That's wrong. That's that's really? straight up wrong. Yes, definitely, uh, definitely wrong. Because okay. it, it, like, especially if you're hitting things at a distance, like you can shoot with, oh, down the sights much more accurately i think than going to vats and relying on the the percent chance hit stuff but i i hardly ever use vats and it's fine uh i actually tend to use vats when it's really up close because i i have trouble aiming at things that are like moving really quickly right in front of me but uh anyway that that's hugely improved and uh and i think the world is way 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 more interesting than fallout 3s was it's more colorful and and I feel like I actually want to explore it more than like in Fallout 3 everything felt so bland and kind of copy pasted and all the same. I might uh, have to give it another try but not, I don't know. Not don't until it's so. on sale. Yeah, get wait yeah, maybe give it a try when it's on sale. Play The Witcher 3 instead. Uh yeah. <laughs> much more fun. Uh Forgot about that. But um it, yeah, no. It's it's okay. I I'm enjoying it now. Keep playing it. Uh but yeah, it, 
the the settlement stuff, the crafting and the weapon customization and armor customization, that kind of stuff, I thought I thought that was cool and a good idea for a lot of players who play those games for like hundreds of hours, you know. Yeah. I didn't think that would be something that I would do. But I actually I started making a settlement. I put it off for like eight hours. But I started making a settlement and actually enjoyed it. I was doing it just because I had to for a quest, and then I kept going. I found myself just actually building stuff, and so that's actually really cool. It's a it's a neat feature, and it, it actually seems to work pretty well, uh, surprisingly well, considering it's a Bethesda game. Although I haven't had a ton of experience with it, so I'm sure there'll be plenty of weird glitches. Like I've heard that you can put all the beds like stacked up. And they still count as sleeping quarters for your citizens, even though they can't sleep in the beds. Uh, stuff like that. But, you know, whatever. Um, that doesn't bother me. What does bother me, and this is something that I think just... This is this is probably the, the main thing, like, design-wise, that drives me crazy about Fallout 3 and 4, and New Vegas, I think, too. Uh, the world is not well-designed. It doesn't feel real at all it feels manufactured by a development team uh the there's no consistency to like how how buildings get destroyed like some of them are completely collapsed and and dilapidated and then some of them are still very very intact and and fine even after a nuclear war uh like if a section of highway is missing like you know they have those elevated highways there'll be a section missing i expect it to be on the ground underneath because it fell but there's just nothing and that seems like a really tiny nitpicking thing but it's so consistent that they clearly don't think through you know here's how the world worked before the apocalypse it's just like let's make it look kind of like an apocalypse happened and and there's no like you can't really tell where the bomb went off or anything nothing's destroyed in any consistent way that stuff Sounds nitpicky, but I think it's really important. And, no, it is. Like yeah. that was one of the they superficially fixed some of the Mister Beatung type complaints about the world of Fallout Three. They have food sources now, but they still it's haven't actually thought it through. They just recognize specific things and yeah. fix those. See, they, I think they never had. They never sat down and questioned the basic credibility of. Yeah, the what world. a what a good game developer would do is they would create conceptually they would create a world that hasn't been gone that hasn't gone through an apocalypse yet you know and then they would say all right now now let's make a nuclear bomb go off and and make it 200 years in the future and then they would start actually designing the stuff and saying like see this 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 road used to be here and it used to be here because of this and it used to go here and all that stuff and then it feels real, but instead you feel like they just design it from the ground up as let's make it look like an apocalypse, and and that makes yeah. it totally boring and bland. Uh, still better than Fallout Three, a lot better. Uh, but yeah, I, it's fun. It's fun. Some of the little side quests and even just side stories that don't even have a quest attached to it. Like there's a I, I wandered into a school, uh, like a, a, a post-apocalyptic school. Like all the little kids are learning from a uh, a teacher and his his assistant robot. And the robot is in love with the teacher and, like, keeps dropping little hints at the teacher, like, like little I like you kind of hints. <laughs> and it's, it, that, that was hilarious to me. I thought it was really well done. So, like, you get these little nuggets of really good storylines and stuff, but then just so, so little of it is actually thought out. Like, there's a couple of characters with a Russian accent. How did they get a Russian accent? Did they come from Russia? Is this 200 years after the bombs went off? If they came from Russia, how did they get there 200 years after... And if they didn't come from Russia, why do they have Russian accents? It 
it's a little nitpicky thing, but that's that's a yeah, when you're that's... trying to build a world that's fun to explore and and find out about stuff like that inconsistencies ruin it, and that's what Witcher Three does so well. And and anyway, I I I, I think it's an okay game. I think it's okay. I think nine out of ten is an absurd score to give that game, and that seems to be the the reviewer consensus. It deserves to be nominated for Game of no, the Year. No, 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 no. Especially not in 2015 with so many good. We'll get that. We'll get to that later. But especially in 2015 with with so many better options. It's a, it's obviously expected that it's going to be nominated for Game of the Year and maybe expected that it'll win. But uh, totally undeserving. I, I it drives me crazy that people are so obsessed with Bethesda games. They they get away with so much bullshit. It drives me crazy. And with the success of this, they will for at least another generation. Yeah, yeah. The, the next game they make, probably an Elder Scrolls game, will probably be on the same engine and have all the same issues. And and they'll add a couple of like really minor things. That, Dual wielding. Like too. the next the next Elder Scrolls game will have some sort of settlement building mechanic because they'll carry over from Fallout Four. The same way that Skyrim had like the camera that would follow the arrows because that carried over from Fallout Three, like that, and then people will freak out and be like, "Oh, it's so cool!" And it's like, "No, this is just—they're giving you shit that you already have." Ah, but it's—it was never in this series. Yeah, yeah, because they're totally different series. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's one of the most striking things about the time I spent with it. It felt like Skyrim. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But Fallout Three felt like Oblivion. I, I that's that's so expected. I I actually feel like combat wise, it it differentiated itself enough that that it feels like by the minute it feels different. But the world building and all that stuff it, it feels very. It's Bethesda, you know. It's yeah. Bethesda. Um. So, yeah. All right. I don't have anything more to say about Fallout. Do you? I have a ton more to say about it that I'm not going to waste anyone's time by talking about. <laughs> okay. In that case, then let's get weak stuff out of the way. Uh, so I went to a Project M tournament today at my college. Oh, really? Yeah, I won. Really? Cool. Yeah, cool. cool. I was a fox, and um, I played some Sheik too, and I didn't drop. I didn't drop a set. It was just straight on through. So that was fun. Um, I also started watching Nathan for You. Yes, I saw that on there and I was so yeah. excited. Do you love I, it? I do. That's, <laughs> I, I had forgotten about having had watched the first episode. Or not the whole thing, but clips from it. Mm-hmm. Like the job interview I had seen. It's, yeah. it's so cool. It's a very good show for like extracting little segments from. And so you do you do absorb it from being on the internet. But uh it's it's so good. It's it's such, yeah. I showed, such a, a, I showed show. a couple people too. It's it's so funny. Yeah, he's uh, just you know. I it's hard to tell how much of it is real. He's like, he's very clearly the kind of comic like a Louis C.K. style where like it's self-deprecating humor and it's at least somewhat true. Like it's based on how he actually is but he then yeah. he plays it up you know he like exaggerates it he's so good at just the awkwardness just the total oh the cringe awkwardness he's so good at it the faces he makes at people and stuff it's ah oh, i love it it's it made a great me, show it made me think like there's a shortage of comedy like that now you don't see too much of the jackass 
Alley G style. Messing with people. Yeah. yeah. Messing with people. Gorilla. Comedy, I wouldn't call it a shortage. It. I think that's always been such like a niche thing that like it's never it's never been uh Jack well, I don't know. Big, for, for a while it felt huge and it just seems less so. Uh, maybe the whole YouTube prank thing is that now, Jesus yeah, Christ. Maybe. But I saw one of a guy who acted like he killed his mother's dog and he had like blood all over the floor and stuff. It was it Almost was all of those super popular ones supposed were just to be funny, fake. and it's I, I it didn't look fake at all. She was crying, and it was was awful. it not professional? It was, was it? not professional. It was okay. It was right. really really bad because most of them are by those those channels that H three H three Productions makes fun I, of all I the time. Know. He's so funny. You should check him out. Okay, but these YouTube pranksters like Vitaly something X whatever and they'll have these prefab after effects intros where it's like pranky boy like michael bay transformers intro and yeah they're they're terrible most of them are fake like there's the one with uh cory peterson the one who like scares children or pretends hmm. to scare children by like I, taking I them into his van the youtube stuff they so. suck I don't know any about anything about it, so well, that's good. I'm just surprised yeah. you managed to. I mean, I haven't avoided. Like I said, I watched the one where the guy pranks his mother by acting like he killed her dog, and it was not funny at all. It was horrible, awful. Like he made her cry, and it was terrible. Uh, so I was just listening to some prank, dude. Yeah, just a prank. Uh, just a prank. It was really bad. Um, anyway. I have been playing some uh, one other video game other than Fallout Four. I started playing The Witcher 2. I played the prologue. Oh. Oh. Uh, and uh, and I was playing it on my brand new Steam controller, which everyone has called me crazy for getting. Uh, and I don't blame them for calling me crazy for getting it, because it is, it is not so practical for a lot of games. Uh, but I think it's only as impractical as a normal controller is. So let me explain uh, well. before I get to Witcher 2, which I don't have much to say about Witcher 2, but... Uh, so, I can actually grab it so that you, uh, you, you YouTube viewers can see. Uh, I've got it right here. The weird thing about it, first of all, is that this is the D-pad and it's a touchscreen on the left. And there's no reason for that to be a touchscreen or to be, like, that big or anything. Because you never, like, there's nothing to use. You don't, you don't use your left thumb for, for accurate movement and stuff. You don't need it. Uh, so I don't know why that exists and why that isn't a normal D-pad. And then the buttons, the A, X, Y, and B, are below the touchpad on the right, which means that your thumb has to learn the opposite of what it's used to, because it's used to going up to get to those buttons. So if you need to jump, you go right up to A. And now you have to go down to A, and it's it's this middle leap that, that is really, really, really weird. Um, and then the bumpers are too far forward above the you probably can't tell from looking but you have to move your finger unnaturally high up when you've got your thumb up on the touchpad it feels weird that's a pretty small complaint and but it does have paddles on the back which is nice and that's something that i thought the controllers have had should have had for the last like 10 years um so i so you can't use it for like a first person shooter even if you don't need to be super accurate like i tried using it for fallout 4 and the moment that i got into combat it was you could do it like it worked you could you could competently survive but i felt like i was just i was so much worse than being on the mouse and keyboard that it wasn't worth it like if i if i just wanted to play on the couch and i would be using a controller otherwise like a one with a joystick i would prefer the steam controller 
But if I've got the option of a mouse and keyboard, there's no reason to be using the, the Steam controller in a in a shooter. Uh, so not great for that. But but better than a normal controller because I can't use a I can't use a thumbstick to aim either. That's terrible. Uh, but for like Witcher Two, for example, a third person where you're just controlling the camera and you don't have to be accurate, it's awesome. You have to customize it. It's got an insane amount of customization options where like you I mean I mean an insane amount of options where you're having to like learn what what terms mean and stuff like it's got a little help guide that will guide you through it a little bit because you're learning like these words that they've made up to describe how the touch pad works and and it gets very complicated but it's kind of fun to mess with and figure out what things do because like so by default it acts like a a touch i mean like a a a trackball if you've ever used one of those and if you swipe it quickly it acts like the ball keeps rolling for a minute uh, for a second and uh, and so it makes the viewing a little bit swimmy, and they have a, a a vibration thing in it that makes it feel like it feels exactly like there's a ball inside of the controller that you're actually spinning. That's cool. It's really cool. I, I and they've got a couple of other cool little haptic feedback things that are like, whoa, that's really well done. Um, and so stuff like that's that's really neat. And and that's what I'm using for Witcher Two is like the trackball thing because. Otherwise, you're having to to turn like 180 degrees. You might have to like swipe multiple times, or or like keep your thumb on the edge of the uh, edge of the trackpad, which makes it turn at a constant rate. But if you've got the trackball, you can quickly flip it, flick it, and it'll turn around. Um, so I I like it. I actually like it. And and I needed a new controller, which is the only reason I got it because my 360 one's falling apart. And the only thing I use my 360 controller for is games that don't require precision aiming. So it's perfect. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think it, you know, I think if you're looking for an interesting new controller to just try out, it's, I mean, it's only 50 bucks, which I, I think I'll get my money's worth out of it. I'll play, you know, Rocket League and Witcher on it and probably more RPGs and stuff. So I, I think it's neat. Uh, my biggest complaint is that you have to use it in big picture mode. You have to start big picture mode to use it in a game which Why? I don't understand. I don't know. Uh, or maybe I'm wrong about that and I haven't figured it out, but I think that's, that's correct. The only way you can get to the options is by going through big picture mode. Um, oh, and it has like a community. So like you can make a, a preset thing of, of settings and you can upload it to steam and it'll be a community setting. And then like, Oh people yeah. Can browse I saw somebody through. make one for MGS five. Yeah, and so like when you're in a game and you pull up the controller and you go to like community presets, it automatically pulls up whatever game you're using. And so like I was in Witcher 2 and I pull it up and someone had already made a Witcher 2 controller and said like, oh, 150 people have used this preset. And so which is cool. That's it's awesome. And it works and it's 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 very fun. And and so then you can like use that as a template and change it just a little bit to okay, here's here's the specific things that I want. Uh, I I like it. Um Someone asked how heavy it is, and does it feel as solid as the pad? It's not heavy at all. It's I think it's probably about as heavy as a 360 controller. Uh, my biggest complaint is that the plastic feels a little bit cheap, and it has like very pronounced seams on the edges, which is a real that's not a good controller thing, like because it'll start to cut in your hand. Although I haven't had that specific problem, but like you can feel the seams, which I don't like. I don't like that, but it, it feels a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't feel super solid but it's okay. I, it's not, it's not a deal breaker or anything. Um, but yeah, I, it's cool. And Witcher two is cool. Witcher two is fun so far. It's, it's like Witcher three, but not, not as open. Uh, yeah. Is it, 
Is it hard to go back to Witcher 2 no. after playing Witcher 3? No, it's different. There's some very different things like how the magic works and uh, the combat is very, very, very different. But it's it's totally it's totally fine. Uh, it, 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 a lot of the mechanics that are probably kind of confusing to new players aren't confusing because they're in Witcher Three, uh, and uh, so like alchemy and stuff like that makes makes a lot more sense because you just it's just a slightly different you know mechanic, but but mostly the same. Um, so yeah, I think I'm gonna enjoy my playthrough, and I, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna get through that before I try the Witcher Three expansion, the Hearts of Stone, which I uh, Hearthstone, which. I've heard is a very, very good expansion, so I'm looking forward to it. I love The Witcher, man. I think The Witcher Three is going to be my goatee. I don't think I can give it to Metal Gear Solid. I I love The Witcher Three, but anyway, we've talked at length about that stuff. Um, is it time for news? Yep, Nintendo Direct. Tell me about Nintendo Direct. The first Nintendo Direct since Satoru Iwata died, so it's historic in a way. Yeah. Uh, they announced. Some Smash stuff. Cloud from Final Fantasy is going to be a downloadable character in Smash 4. I don't really have an opinion about that. A lot of people Me are either. pissed. <laughs> a lot of people are pissed because uh, there's so many anime swordsmen in, in the game the already. That's the first thing I thought, is that like I don't own the game, but there seems like there's a lot of that kind Especially of character. Especially with Shulk. With Shulk and Cloud, it's, it's like excessive. Yeah. Um... But the real announcement, I guess a lot of people are excited for this, so maybe they call it the real announcement. The real announcement is that there's going to be a designated Smash 4 Direct in December that will... There was that long-running ballot where you could write any character you wanted from any franchise and vote, quote-unquote. Did Goku win that? There was no public results or oh, okay. tracking of any kind. So I've heard a lot of talk about Goku. It's basically just a suggestion box, and the whole thing is a, a, a closed process. But that's happening in December. Non-Smash 4 news. Smash Boar, more like. <laughs> it's Twilight Princess HD. Yeah, thanks. Twilight Princess HD. And that is now a game that's straddled three consoles in a row. It came out on GameCube and Wii at the same time. Oh, right. It was yeah. originally meant for the GameCube only, and then they brought it over to Wii. Yeah. And now they're re releasing it on the Wii U. So it's, I don't, this is probably the Zelda game least needing an HD remaster. And this is probably the Wii U's Zelda game. That's what, that's a, that's a, oh, if they have a, uh. Yeah, that's the next piece of news. Okay. Before we get to that. Um, I'm looking forward to playing that game again. I like Twilight Princess. A, a lot of the problems with it were like minor annoyances. And usually in these HD remakes, if the Wind Waker is anything to show, that's what they put the most effort into. Yeah. It's like ironing out minor problems and stupid decisions. They did that with the Water Temple from Ocarina of Time on the Nintendo 3DS release. Like, they're good about that stuff. Majora's so, Mask, too, had something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah. exactly, because I never played it. But I didn't play the 3D version, but I, I plan to. Um, but yeah, that's what they do, and that'll be good for that game. Cool. Now, the question... That was on everyone's minds, or at least mine, was, is the open world Zelda still coming to Wii U? Because they've been putting it off, and I started to think, and I wasn't alone, that they might just be saving this for the NX console. Yeah. Uh, that didn't actually turn out to be true. 
they showed it only for a second. They showed <laughs> new footage of the camera panning around uh, Link on his horse. But they said, and the new Zelda for Wii U is coming. We'll show more in 2016. So they they reconfirmed that it will be Wii U. Okay. But they did not say only on Wii U. Yeah. But it will be coming to Wii U. They seem to be pretty clear about that. Okay. Good for them, uh, I guess. I hope it comes to the new one so I can just get it on that. I, yeah, it sounds like they're, they're going to have another Twilight Princess situation to me. Uh, At least that, this time it'll make sense because it, it won't yeah. have a crazy new control scheme. Maybe it will, but... Yeah, who knows? Who knows what the hell that's going to be? Uh, maybe it'll be a mobile mobile version of the of the game. Yeah, uh, yeah, weird stuff. Oh, it's Nintendo. What a company! What a weird okay. company. <laughs> I don't have anything more to say about them. I went to this website that you posted, and I had no idea what oh, to make of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Moving on to the next thing. I, this isn't really news. This is just something I wanted to mention. Uh, because I found out about it. Uh, I just totally found out from this, like, just totally random browsing the internet, because uh, I don't really play this game very much, but uh, Elite Dangerous, it's a game that I like, and that I've talked about. Uh, there's, I found out about a community in that game, and I just think this is so cool, and this is something that speaks to how neat, like, open-world, space-sim, multiplayer games are. Uh, there's a community in Elite Dangerous that is dedicated to saving people who've run out of fuel. And so in that game, you've got a limited fuel supply and you have to refuel at stations. And if you run out, you're just it's floating through space without any fuel. Um, and so what they do in this community is like you can post to their website or whatever and say, I'm stuck in this sec- sector or whatever. They'll come save you with, with, with cool. more fuel and they'll transfer it to your ship. And I just thought that that was such a neat... like That just speaks to how those games can be really cool and 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 a lot of them don't quite live what up would to you it, do but... what would you do without them you just start a new character you can you have a self-destruct button really yeah yeah uh okay. it, well not not a new character you would keep your money and stuff you, but you, okay. you would destroy that ship that ship's gone if you if you get stuck as far as i know uh so like you can't just like spawn in the station and go save your own ship because you're in it so I see. Yeah, I had no idea that this was related to Elite Dangerous. All I saw was FuelRats.com and these like obscure lines about requesting yeah. fuel. Yeah, and I went not... to the chat room there, and the code. I thought it was like some marketing campaign first. It kind of looks like that a little bit, <laughs> like an I love these thing. Uh, yeah, it it the website doesn't do like a great job of like saying here's what we do. But I think like the yeah, idea is for that people someone who links play. it to you, yeah, it's, it's, and, or someone links it to you. If you like, say like, "Oh no, I don't have any fuel," they say, "Oh, well, go to this website and and sign their little form." Uh, yeah, and, and there's really like cool. a, like it has like an emergency. So you actually, when you're when you completely run out of fuel, your systems will stop working like one by one. Like you'll start running out of power, and so you'll start running out of oxygen, and you'll have a limited amount of time to survive. The ship will start getting cold. It's like really, it's really in depth and. uh and so they they have like an option to say like this is an emergency and I need help right away, and like apparently some of the members like have an app on their phone that'll actually like if you if you sign up that it's an emergency it'll like alert them and they'll come get on the game to to save you and I just I think it's silly that's but cool. it's so cool I I love that that exists, um so yeah that's 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 it that's not really news but it's it's an interesting 
Did you hear, Skip? Did you hear about the greatest new esport to hit the shelves, courtesy Blizzard? Overwatch. To be fair, okay. To be fair, first of all, we're talking about Overwatch. To be fair, I don't think it's being marketed as an esport, really, uh, or like not overtly, not in the way that a lot of other games have. Uh, it is this this game Overwatch. I watched some footage of it. Uh, it's in beta right now, and I actually think it looks really fun. Um, it's it's a Team Fortress Two clone. Like it's just straight up a Team Fortress Two clone. Uh, there's no there's no ambiguity here. Like they very clearly took Team Fortress Two and said, "Let's make that game, but make it better and make it more Blizzard." And uh, and it looks like they might have succeeded. It looks like a really really awesome. Like you should look up footage of this game if you like Team Fortress Two because it, it it actually looks like a lot of fun. You know what? I will. It. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I've been looking for Team Fortress Two. That's actually me too. Good. I think it's good timing. Like it's like all right, Team Fortress Two. The people who used to love it don't love it anymore. The people who still play it are bronies and children. And um, so I, I think they saw the market there and they said, all right, let's make that. But uh. Some of it is really shameless. Like, there is a class that is basically the demo man. You launch grenades that bounce and explode, and then you can launch a, a type that you can you can instantly blow up. And and then there's a an engineer that has that builds a turret and just hits it over and over to to build it up. Uh, very obvious. Like, and the and game that, modes you push that's a little gonna, cart. Part of what makes that game TF2 so good is the personality, or did so you know, like the characters themselves. Yeah. Well, Blizzard, you probably know that Blizzard is actually really, really good at personality, at like making interesting looking yeah. characters and stuff. It, it it has its own style, kind. It has a, a similar cartoonish kind of look, I think, to Team Fortress 2. A little bit less like airbrush style, that kind of thing, but like. It does have a very unique looking style, a little bit of a cartoonish style, and and the characters are very very well done. Like they look really neat. Like there's one of them, he's a robot, and he he hovers with his like legs crossed, and he has his hands up here, and he's got like little orbs, like explosive orbs or something like that, and he controls them like telepathically. And if you watch someone playing him in first person, well, you can only play in first person, I think. But if you watch someone, it's in first person, and like he's just shooting his hands out and like doing different little movements with his hands and like controlling the orbs. It looks really, there's one character that has like a charge move. And if he hits someone, I think it depends on how far you push them, but you hit someone. And if you smash them against the wall, like if you, if you started from like really far back, then you'll like instantly kill them from smashing them against the wall. Uh, There's a lot of really cool stuff that isn't cloned out of team fortress Two, but there's also like a class that heals you by having a beam connected to you. And Stuff like that. So it, it does. It's a mixture of. It, it took what made Team Fortress Two great, and then they put stuff in it that's very Blizzard, and 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 made it a little more in depth and kind of more interesting. Like like you have ults. It's like a MOBA because you've got ults, and you charge up your ultimate ability by making kills or doing damage or whatever. And uh, and then you've got your super powerful ability, and then you've got another ability that just recharges, or another two abilities maybe that recharge in like ten second intervals. So there's a little more. Each character has a little more to learn, a little more options of how to play or or things to use in their play styles. There's instead of nine characters, I think there's like fifteen or sixteen. It looks like. Uh, so it, 
it looks it looks really good. I I think I'm gonna get it. It's only forty dollars too. I think. Um, That's good. On, on consoles, it's sixty dollars because I think there's like a there's a version you could buy on PC that's sixty, and I think it comes with like skins or some stupid shit like that uh, that I don't care about. So, uh, but it's not a free to play game. It's it's forty dollars. Although it might have a free to play option for like trying it out. I don't know. That that's really good. I'm glad that it's not free to play. Yeah, that alone has made me a lot more interested. Although I, I thought think, it was, I thought it was free to play. Everyone thought it was going to be free free to play, and it was a surprise when they announced it wouldn't be. Um, but uh, I think I'm they will have pleased. they will have microtransactions, I'm sure. But I think they're probably going to go like the Dota two route of 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 cosmetic only, you know, and and hopefully it won't be as obnoxious as Team Fortress 2's. But I think Blizzard's okay. I, I kind of trust Blizzard to to stay cool with that stuff. I think, uh, but. Uh, uh, the the ob- the obviousness of how they've copied Team Fortress 2 made me realize that you know Valve made Dota 2 and Dota 2 is based off of a mod for Warcraft called Dota that uses like a lot of I don't know if you're aware of this but it, Dota uses a lot of like characters from Warcraft so in Dota 2 you can see the similarities oh, to yeah. Warcraft characters but they make them just different enough to avoid copyright issues and they change their names and stuff. Uh, I think Blizzard might be a little bit uh, salty about that. This, this, this is conjecture, but it seems like to then take one of Valve's games and say like, all right, here's the demo man, but not quite. And here's the engineer, I but never not quite. Considered that. It just, it came to me in a realization that I was like, Oh, maybe this is a little more on purpose than, uh, <laughs> than it, than it looks. But yeah, I mean, it, cause it's so much like team fortress too. And like you're, you're capturing points and you're pushing a cart along a path and stuff. Like it's, it is very team fortress too. Uh, but it, yeah, it looks awesome. I, I, I actually think, uh, I actually think I will have a lot of fun with that game. I, I'm almost sure that I'm going to get it because $40 for, I would pay $60 for a game that's, to play Team Fortress 2 again, I would pay a lot of money, <laughs> you know, like to, to have that experience for the first time again, because uh, I loved Team Fortress 2. <sighs> Maybe the magic will return. Maybe. We'll see. And Jeff Keighley will be the one who brings Let's, it to us. Okay, first of all, I want to end with Jeff Keighley because that might take a while. Uh, okay. One more news announcement. This is, this is very minor because I don't think there's any details really, but J.J. Abrams is making a video game. In, in collaboration with Bad Robot and Chair, they're making a game called Sky Jinx, and it's going to be, I think, like a mobile, like it's going to be on like phones and stuff. That so sounds dumb. It sounds really, like, really. And he there's there's comments that J.J. Abrams has made in the past of like video games don't know how to create a story because they give the player too much uh, freedom. And cool. So who knows what the fuck he's going to do with a video game. I just thought that was kind of interesting because that's the last person I would expect to to try to make a game. Uh, so yeah, the the game awards, the VGAs, the Keeleys are going to happen in, in two or three weeks, I think, sometime in December. Yeah, and they've already announced their nominees, and I want to go through them because I haven't even really looked at them in detail until tonight. Uh, yeah, do you want to go by category? Yeah, I'm gonna go by category, and I'm just gonna list off by category, and we can discuss. Let's start with the big one, game, game of the year, and this is jury year. voted. So they've got jury voted, and they've got uh, uh, public vote stuff, and this is jury voted. Game of the year, uh, Bloodborne, Fallout Four, of course, Metal Gear Solid Five, The Phantom Pain. This one was a surprise to me, but makes sense, I think. Super Mario Maker, uh, and The Witcher Three. 
I think it's very likely that Fallout 4 is going to win this category, which is really sad. I fucking hope not. It's the worst game there. I don't think that Mario Maker and Bloodborne stand a chance, although I do think that both of those are really awesome games. I don't think anyone's going to really vote for them. I think it'll go to Witcher 3. I think it'll I I think it'll go to Metal Gear Solid 5. That's my that's my prediction. I would I would give it to Witcher 3. I think it's going to go to Metal Gear Solid 5. And my, I, Fallout 4 is a dark horse. I don't know what'll happen with Fallout 4 cuz a lot of people are going to vote for it and it's sad, but my immediate thought in this category Undertale, that's snubbed. Undertale deserved a nomination, at least. It's I, my game of the year. I would be shocked if they put Undertale on this. Like, that is... I, well, that would be... I, I would be shocked. That doesn't mean it shouldn't no, be yeah. there. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't put it on there, but I understand. I, you, th- I love you would Undertale. put Fallout 4 there above no, I Undertale. Would, okay, if I had to replace Fallout 4... I would wait for Just Cause 3 to come out yeah, and then yeah, make my decision. Yeah, yeah. Undertale <laughs> belongs there. God damn it. It's one of the five most interesting things to come out this year. It's notable uh, that Fallout 4 was put on here before... not Maybe not before Fallout 4 came out, but like soon enough that it was weird. But anyway, yeah. uh, okay. developer of the year. Bethesda. <laughs> um... CD, CD Project Red, <laughs> CD okay. Project Red, uh, from Software, Kojima, and Nintendo. So basically, the people who made the goatees. They'll do Kojima for sympathy, yeah. or they'll do CD Project for actually being the best. I don't think they'll. There's no way they'll give it to Bethesda. I could see them giving it to Nintendo. Nintendo be, has had a good year. Like a I really would be good year. amazed if they gave it to anyone besides Kojima. <sighs> CD Projekt and maybe Nintendo. I don't think From and Bethesda. No, I don't have think From or Bethesda. I don't think From has a chance because From Bloodborne... made one game this year and yeah. it was buggy when it came out. Yeah, How are they up for developer? Yeah, year? and 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 also it's although it's a great game, it's kind of you know it's 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 a, based on a formula. You know, yeah. it's not like they've innovated or anything really. Uh, so best independent game, Axiom Verge, uh, which I know nothing about. It looks like a a uh, uh, retro platformer, uh, Metroid style. Uh, Her story, Ori in the Blind Forest, Rocket League, and Undertale. So Undertale, nice. I guess that's why you don't see Undertale in Game of the Year is because it's an indie game. I just they, I guess it wasn't the same people, but they gave Game of the Year to Telltale Walking Dead once in like 2012 or 11. Does that, does that count as an indie game? Wasn't that still I don't pretty know. major? All I'm saying is that. I don't think it's right to segregate it out like this. I think, yeah, I think you're totally right. I think it's 2015 and dis- distinguishing, you can distinguish between like, you know, okay, obviously some are high budget and some aren't, you know, you've got $60 yes. games and non $60 games, but I don't think the distinction matters. Uh, I think that they're, they're making a, a, a mistake, you know, putting those separately. Um, best mobile game. Well, wait, hold on. What do you think of Rocket League? Yeah, I don't think it's kind of cool. I love Rocket League. Uh, it would be my personal independent game of the year. Uh, I don't. I would never expect it to win, and I don't know if it. It's just. It's a multiplayer only. You know, like it's such a. a yeah. uni- it's like not trying to be. I'm just. I think they'll give it maybe to Ori in the Blind Forest. I've and heard good I don't things think, about it. I, I played, played it. it. It's great, kind of, but it's not game of the year. I think they'll give it to Undertale. Material. 
I, think I hope so. I think they'll get a ton of channel. I really hope so. It we'll deserves see. it. It deserves something. Uh, it's such a sleeper hit, though. Uh, so, mobile game, who cares? Downwell, Fallout Shelter, Lara Croft Go, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. I didn't... I guess... Is that a 3DS game? Yeah. Okay. Well, so maybe, they're, I guess. So, they're putting... They're putting hand, yeah, 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 because they're putting handheld and mobile together. Uh, and Pac-Man 256, which I think is like the latest game from the Crossy Road stuff. Uh, I don't know. People really liked Fallout Shelter. I think that'll win. People really, really liked Fallout Shelter. It's very popular. Uh, it's like The Sims. And I've seen Lara Croft Go, and that's actually a cool game. It's by the people who made Hitman Go. Did I ever tell you about Hitman Go? No. It's a neat, like it's a neat concept. It's like a two or three dollar game, I think, or maybe even five dollars. Uh, and it's so the Hitman one is based on. It's not really based on the mechanics of Hitman. It's a turn-based board game, and you move along these paths, and like the enemies will be on like patrols, and so it's like, oh, if the enemy's facing this way, I can't cross here, and so you have to like think ahead and think like, how many turns will it take for me to get here? Where will the enemy be when I reach here? And then you like activate something that something else happens, and it's a neat concept. I rec- I, I recommend you look it up just just to look at it. It's got a cool art style of like very simplistic it, it does it does a good job with like being really low uh performance but very good looking art art style and of course the people who make crossy road they, they make really neat games too even though they're just blatantly copying although pac-man is a licensed franchise so um all right best narrative oh can i do this one yes i see it right here <laughs> okay best narrative her story which we played Tales from the it. Borderlands, The Witcher <laughs> Three, Wild Hunt, yeah. Until Dawn, and Life is Strange by Don't Not Entertainment and Square Enix for best narrative. Each Life is Strange won't win. I I, I can of course I can rest assured, but, but they don't deserve a nomination. Either. Exactly, they're just it's, on there because they're that kind of game. Yes, and it's not. It sucks. Guys, Life is Strange sucks. In case you didn't know, now you know. You heard it here first on this podcast. Life is Strange is not good. From what I've seen, the other, all four of those other nominations deserve it. They, those are all really Tales cool. Tales from Borderlands? Yeah, I I've didn't heard, finish it. I've heard it. I've, I've heard very good things about it. I've heard I people really like it. Liked it and you, lot, yeah, you liked but, it. Yeah. So. But, okay, yeah, I might pick it back up. And even Until Dawn, which... <laughs> Until Dawn was kind of a cool thing that... They they marketed it as being like this butterfly effect, like anything can happen. There's so many choices, and and then you like look at how the paths actually diverge, and and it's very simplistic and obviously, but like it's misleading. But it is really fun. Like I watched a playthrough of that, and it was really fun to like. It's a fun game. It's like kind of almost a parody of of the horror genre, and and I liked it. So so sue me. And you and I know. That Undertale belongs in best narrative. Yeah. Yep. I would definitely year. replace Life is Strange with Undertale. Speaking, a hard call, but you made it. Speaking of Undertale being robbed, best score slash soundtrack. This one, this is an atrocity here. Fallout 4. I didn't notice any music in that game. There's, there's music. Not besides the, the standard. Wah, wah, yeah. wah. There's a theme song, which is not that great, but also the best thing in the game, music-wise. There's ambient music constantly. You don't notice it because it's bad. Or it's not bad. It's just there. 
it's there to make noise. Uh, and then there's battle music too. Like if you if you're in battle, it plays a different kind of music. I don't know why that's nominated. There's no reason. And Bethesda usually like like Skyrim, Oblivion, Morrowind, great soundtracks. The Fallout games, I don't know why that would be my. It's just they don't cut it. Um, <sighs> Halo Five. That's not even out. Yeah, it is. Is it? Okay, yeah. fine. It's so bad, I didn't even know it was out. Yeah, I I think we even talked about it on the show, and I was told it was out, and I was surprised then. I'm not sure. But uh, whatever, nobody's going to play this game. Yeah, they are. No, actually. fuck it. No one will. Nobody we know will. They're made uh, up. Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain, which I think... Had a very good Maybe. soundtrack. I thought it was the, there was the okay. The some of the songs were obviously great. The ones in the trailer, the the, the license quiet songs, theme, yeah, quiet um, theme and uh, sins of the father were good. Yes, but very very good. The actual good. the music in the game wasn't all that memorable. <sighs> it was in a lot of the cutscenes. The in-game music was usually not very memorable, but there were there were several moments in that game where it was playing. It was playing the custom. Uh, it was the custom soundtrack and i was like oh this is actually a really good soundtrack yeah. and i wasn't expecting it to be uh so i, I don't know why i wasn't it just it to be, but... i don't remember as many those other not those other games the other metal gears i can remember a lot of the incidental music besides the game scene right like, metal gear solid 3 obviously snake eater but even just the alert music and all of it was so good and I can't really say that about it's five. It's much less distinctive about five, but I think. And that said, five has such a good licensed soundtrack, and I think that counts. Does. I think that that counts for the award. So I, I think it's very good. I like something it a lot. that is worth noting, and it, people have observed before now. But Harry Gregson Williams, the guy who made the music for Metal Gear up until now, he composed all the themes. But now on Phantom Pain, he was producer. He produced the soundtrack. Right. He didn't actually compose it. Uh, it's because he was busy making the music for The Martian. I really? noticed that right after, the, yeah, after the credits, music huh. by Harry Gregson Williams. And I'm like, huh, Metal Gear. Huh. Yeah, that's neat. Um, but yeah, I, th- I thought it was good. It wasn't as distinctive as all the other Metal Gear games. But that's only. You know, it's only bad in comparison, I guess. Like, you know, it, it, by itself, I think it's a very good soundtrack. Uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, which, who knows? I don't know. Uh, I guess. And Witcher 3, which I was surprised by, but the more I thought about it, it doesn't have a very diverse soundtrack. Like, it's... it, it you, you, you hear all the songs in The Witcher 3 pretty quickly. Uh, but it does a really good job of... It, it's a stylized soundtrack. Like, the, the soundtrack, a lot of it comes from... Like you can actually like find bands playing in towns that are playing the soundtrack to The Witcher Three, so it's like made with like medieval kind of instruments and stuff, and it it works really well. And it's it, I I think it could deserve it. It's not super distinctive, but it's 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 good. No matter, no matter who you are, Undertale needs to be here. <laughs> like anybody, uh, Undertale has the best soundtrack of 2015. I yes. think by far. And it's not on this list, which is a disgrace. Uh, yeah, I totally. Uh, yeah, you don't have to play the game to know that Undertale. Like th- th- those soundtracks are good, regardless of context or anything. Okay, performances. <sighs> yeah, Ashley Birch as Chloe Price. Life is strange. 
Okay. Camilla Luddington is Lara Croft. Okay. Doug Cockle is Geralt. Now nah, he's good. Uh, Geralt's really good in The Witcher 3, actually. I Mark like Hamill as the Joker. I did Didn't not he know... say he was done doing that voice? He said that the last time he would do it would be Arkham City. I was about to say, I didn't know that he voiced the Joker, but I, I don't think the Joker was a super major character in it's the like latest. Like he was dead. He was dead, and so... Spoilers. <laughs> so, uh... And so I think it was like mostly like hallucinations and stuff. Like you, you hallucinate him being there. So maybe he has more lines than I thought, but Good I don't know. Viva Seifert. Her story. Now, uh, I think they're probably going to give it to her, but I don't think she deserves it. It's an I think int- it should go to Doug Cockle or Mark Hamill. Her story is such an interesting thing like by itself, but I don't think that her performance is super noteworthy. Uh, yeah, it's like... I, we talked about this. When it's we a talked tough about job the game. that she was faced yeah. with in defense. But it, there were still lots of the I'm acting tells. Like, yeah. now I'm going to look down at my hands and raise them like this. And you could tell that she was, like, thinking about it. But like, it just didn't seem very natural. But, like, she has to make it obvious enough that you can kind of figure that stuff out without it. Like, I, it's weird. That's such a hard job. I kind of I I totally would have liked. I get it. I'm not saying she did a bad job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kind of want to see a game like that with just stellar acting to the point where it invites you to question every little Yeah. It didn't facial. make you Yeah. Exactly. You felt like all you had to do was listen to what she was saying. That's a lot to ask. Yeah. But you're but right. You're totally right. I think I can ask it. Now for the best category. Do you want to listen Skippy. to Skippy? Skippy. What? We finally got into a category I care about. <laughs> Tell me, how has gaming affected positive social change? So, first of all, I'm not positive. I think they had this category last year. I'm not positive that they that's did. the point. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's supposed to be for like social progressivism or. I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> it, it basically is. The games for change certainly sounds like it. So you've got. Sibel? Sibel. Sibel. I've never heard of this. Sibel. I, I don't know what this is. I think I might know what this is. I think it might be... Sibel was... is a game based on a true story about love, sex, and yep. the internet. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's, about, it's about a long-distance relationship over the internet. Uh, I don't know anything about it other than that. Okay. But cool. based on the kind of people that I saw on Twitter who were excited for that game, it is a very socially progressive game. Uh, <laughs> uh, her story, which I don't know how that... It's I don't got know a woman in it? I don't... I guess. Yeah. Life that is strange. really seems like the only reason. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It doesn't well, really have progressive themes. Unless the category also includes games that are changing the industry or changing how you look at it games. Doesn't, it just doesn't look that way. I don't know. But anyway, Life is Strange. Sunset. Sunset. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised to see that one on there. I forgot that I played it. That one was so kind of widely made fun of that I'm really surprised it got nominated i don't know people kind of nobody i never saw anyone really being positive about that game it the, the uproar was created when the developers blamed capitalism for their failures but they i never saw someone like oh, but it's a really good game and everyone's missing out like nobody said that i don't know weird uh undertale so this makes sense 
Undertale did a good job with the you know accept who you are kind yeah. of thing. It, like there's transparent homosexual relationships in the game yep. that they aren't they aren't identified as anything strange or dwelled on at all. It just is there. And there's um maybe you could even go as Tumblr-y as calling it a gender fluid uh robot. Yeah. Definitely. And it just is all transparently there. And they're monsters, so it feels like they can act any way, and it's it's fine. Like, it manages to just be totally transparent and undistracting. It's progressive in the right way, which is which is not, not drawing undue attention to its progressivism, if that's yeah. the word for it. It's exactly but, uh... what some people say is impossible. Like, I've heard people say, well... I know, I know you types. I know you types. You are just gonna bitch and moan whenever there's a minority or an LGBT character in any game, cause that you just hate that. And yeah. Undertale, Undertale basically proved that no, it, this is totally doable so long as you have a solid experience that this stuff is context for. Anthony Birch made an essay on Tumblr or something where he. Uh, he made a case for tokenism. arbitrary diversity. Yeah, tokenism. I, I've read. I've read it. <laughs> if you want to get mad, read that. Uh, I have. And, and, and read that oh, and man, think of I've... Undertale and say like, oh, wait a minute, because what he did in I think it was Borderlands. One of the guards yeah, has like too. a has like a, a random uh, piece of dialogue when you you know you walk by a do- garden, they say something, and he says something like I think he says something like. My husband's really worried about me at home. And it's like, oh, dude. <laughs> like, it just feels so unnatural and, and unnecessary. Like, that's the wrong way to do it. Uh, so, there you go. I think Undertale, Undertale deserves that win. Uh, I don't know. I don't think it'll win, though. I don't I, think. Yeah, of course not. They give it to Sunset it, first. It doesn't draw attention to it. Uh, and and I, that's why it won't win, that, ironically. To see Sunset's name again, I don't. I played it. And oh, I can't did. remember anything about it. I streamed it. It's so boring. Yeah. It th- it's not even like a fun SJW game. Like I it saw sounds people like playing it, it, and they were like, this, I don't you understand just, the appeal of this. You kind of walk around, and you listen, and there's just droning endlessly, and it's it's bad. Yeah. Uh, it, I Again, I didn't see anyone being positive about that game, even the kind of people who I would assume would be positive about a game like that. Like, it just it didn't seem to appeal to anyone. So I I don't think that'll win either. I don't think anyone is... I, I'm shocked to see it anywhere on the Game Awards lists, but whatever. Uh, we'll see. Um, best Shooter. Yeah, the categories are probably getting dumb enough now that we can go through them faster until we find sure, good ones. Maybe. Best shooter, fucking Call of Duty, Cod Black Ops. Ops 3, Destiny, Halo 5, Splatoon. Splatoon's interesting. I don't think it'll win. I think it and will. Star Wars Battlefront. I think Splatoon will. I, 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 do, hope, I do. I hope it will. It's I think a it's, breath of fresh air compared it's, to all it's this unique, other stuff. It's unique. It's fun. It's it's totally unlike anything, any kind of shooting. Like It changes the genre in a, in a meaningful yeah. way. I think that I think that reviewers yeah. That's exactly why I'm it, afraid so. it won't win. I have more confidence in it. I think I think it will. I Destiny, I think, is a strong contender because it had the latest expansion, which people really liked, uh, and apparently that game's good now. Uh, but I think I think Splatoon will win that. I don't think Halo Five, Call of Duty, or Battlefront will have a chance because 
Who, sure. who the fuck would vote for any of those? Um, Battlefront, I think Battlefront looks fun, but no, but nobody's gonna, no. Action Adventure. Now, okay, so Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Batman Arkham Knight, Metal Gear Solid 5, Orient Blind Forest, Rise of the Tomb Raider. I forgot Batman Arkham Knight came out, too. Because it didn't. It got retracted. <laughs> but then it got put out again. It's out on PC. Is it's it? out on PC, and I didn't even know it. Apparently, it's still it, not good. Apparently, it's still broken. Because last time I saw, they had an announcement where they said... Uh, uh, I, I forgot how they worded it, but they basically said, yeah, this game's broken, and we're not fixing it. Like, we're, really? we're going to try to make it as playable as possible, but it's impossible to, to actually fix. Uh, and that's why they gave like everyone a refund on it. So... Yeah. Uh, well, I saw somebody on my Steam friends playing it, like, and they just said it came out, but it was Chris, so who knows? Maybe he maybe already owned it, because like, there's, there, you had the option not to refund it, I think, uh, so maybe he already owned it. I don't know. Somebody cleared this up, if they're in, people are still in the chat, Yeah. so if somebody knows, let us know. People are suffering through this for some reason. I think if MGS5 is nominated for a category, it will win that category, so there you go. I also for, don't think anything else on here is that pretty much. I, I don't think for game of the year necessarily or okay, yeah, developer uh, whatever. Or whatever. I think if it's on this list, it'll yeah, win it. And, uh, and it probably should. Yeah, yeah. Some of the other as, games as an could, action but... adventure game, definitely yeah. compared to those other games. Uh, Role playing game. This is probably the hottest competition. Bloodborne, yeah. Fallout Four, Pillars of Eternity, Witcher Three, and Undertale. Your pick, I assume, is Witcher 3. Yep. Yeah, mine's Undertale. I haven't played Witcher 3. And that's all yeah, I have to say. That's, I, I, 4. I don't think Bloodborne should be on there. I think Bloodborne should be an action-adventure. I, I think Bloodborne's yeah. far away enough from the RPG genre. Like, I don't think it belongs there. It that's, feels more like an action game than Metal Gear Solid 5 did in some ways. Yeah. You spend lots of time just managing You spend way more time. Yeah, you spend way more time on RPG-like mechanics and like, way more time in MGS5 than Bloodborne. Uh, and I don't know anything about Pillars of Eternity, so <laughs> it's that uh, Obsidian game. I I have to play it. It's supposed to be very very good. Okay, I know nothing about it. Like extremely good. Best family uh, game. Disney Infinity. We're Inferno. skipping. You're, sp- you're skipping fighting game. Oh uh, yeah, they're not Smash, so I couldn't even see them. Uh, <laughs> Guilty Gear, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, Rise of Incarnates, Rising Thunder. I Rising think... Thunder is a alpha is it that game is not out yeah it's an alpha wow okay that's a weird precedent to set uh really weird precedent to set for them uh, maybe they don't realize it's an alpha <laughs> i don't know who knows uh that should not be allowed in my opinion uh i don't know i, I know nothing about fighting games so there you go Okay, so family, uh, there's a bunch of stupid shit, and Splatoon and Super Mario Maker. I'd be cool with either of those winning. I think that Super Mario Maker is much more of like a family game than Splatoon, because it's just the way you play couch co-op with other people in the same room. It's so much cooler in Super Mario Maker. Splatoon, it's like this watered-down version of the regular mode where you have controllers and you do it on the same screen. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. But Super Mario Maker, you have a person building and a person, like, playtesting it in real time, and it's... I've played it with a group of people. It's so fun. I didn't know that was an option in Super Mario Maker. Yeah, that's one of the greatest things about it. Cool. Yeah, I... This depends on how this category is judged because, like, 
Disney Infinity, Lego Dimension, Skylanders, those are super popular with the kids. And if if the reviewers are based are basing it on like how much do these games appeal to kids, then one of those will win uh, because those those are super popular. But yeah, Mario Maker. If I were a dad, Mario Maker would be so perfect. <laughs> and like sit sit your sit your kid down and 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 make a level together. You know, like that would be such a good family activity. Uh, that yeah. one deserves to win, but who knows? Um, Best racing game or sports game. Uh, FIFA 16, Forza Motorsport, NBA, Pro Evolution Soccer, Rocket League! Rocket League wins. Uh, Rocket League is the only sports-related game that I, has interested me. I mean, I actually liked uh, Project Cars a lot. I'm kind of surprised that's not on here, but, but you know, Rocket League. I'd give it to Rocket League because that's the only one of those games that I played. And it's the only one of those games that isn't a sequel to a franchise that's been going on for like a decade. Yeah. Oh, Pro Evolution Soccer. Actually uses the Fox engine. Fun fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. Uh, okay, best multiplayer, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, Destiny Taken King, Halo 5 Guardians, Rocket League, and Splatoon. I would give it to Rocket League. I wouldn't be surprised if Splatoon won. I played Splatoon way more than Rocket League. And yeah. I think Rocket League's multiplayer was still like more s- sound <laughs> than Splatoon's. I- Splatoon's feels very weird and... Nintendo-y, like the yeah. rotation of maps, and as a multiplayer game that I could just keep going back to, if it was more up my alley, I'd say Rocket League is better. People loved Splatoon's multiplayer, though. I saw people playing that for a long time, but I, I actually wouldn't be surprised. I, I would actually switch my. I, I would say Rocket League is is more likely to win. Actually, now that I think about it, now that you said that, it, it's it's really good, and people really like it. <laughs> Most anticipated game. Wait. It's so holy. Wait, where's that? It's right below Best Multiplayer. Well, Best Art Direction is on. You oh. must be reading this. From oh, a I'm reading screen. a different list. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, well, the, it's the same, same nominations list, in, a different... in a different order. Anyway, Best Art Direction. That's the one that I've got, uh, which is Batman, Bloodborne, Metal Gear Solid Five, Ori in the Blind Forest, Witcher Three. I'm I'm weirded out by this choice of. Like, I would I would gotta say Bloodborne. Ori. List. Ori in the Blind Forest is the only one that has an interesting oh, art direction. I, I, I missed Ori. Well, Bloodborne looks very nice. Yeah, Bloodborne it, looks it has not, a distinct would, art direction. Yeah, that one, I think, is the only other one that belongs here, because Metal Gear Solid Five doesn't have... It looks better than any game, like, basically... They might have mixed up art direction and direction, like, camera direction in their head. Because, well, okay, yeah, that maybe. we can maybe consider part of the art direction. Or the, just the, maybe the graphics camera. count. I, mean, I don't know. Okay. Because Witcher Three is on there, and Witcher Three doesn't have a distinctive art direction either. I think it does. Maybe not distinct, but it has an art direction that's different from even The Witcher Two. That when you go out on that balcony, so much of the art direction is dependent on it's environmentalism. Yeah, but the way that it's lit is very just—it's lit very well, and it's beautiful. But I think we're talking more about graphics. I think that and Metal Gear Solid Five are talking about graphics more than. Art direction. Well, what I what I was talking about for Witcher Three was art direction. I don't the, know the way the way things it's are per, lit. You're saying it's portraying the, the world realistically. The colors. Though. Well, I'm going farther than that. I'm saying that if you look off at a tree in Witcher Three, from what I've seen, that it it look it's colorful. They have these Definitely. red autumn trees, and that is part of that game's art direction. Yeah, I'll give it to you. Yeah, yeah. I think that there is there is a style. 
but it's mostly realism. I, I, it's just weird. I think the choices are weird. I think, uh, yeah. God, I don't know what else I would put on there necessarily. I, Undertale might deserve a mention, but I'm not a huge fan of the pixel art stuff. It's, yeah, it does. Uh, its job, although I wouldn't even call it pixel art. It's really, it's just pixels. retro art. Uh, but, um, I don't know. It, I guess that's just a weird, it's a weird year for art directions. Maybe. <laughs> Wasn't there was, I could have sworn there were a couple really good looking games that came out this year. I think, I mean, Splatoon had a style, but not like a super interesting one. Uh, fuck. I don't know. Maybe I'm, not. I mean, this, I'm this year had like a big, a big set of triple A. Yeah. Buster, you know, so maybe this is not so much. It's the not year a year for crazy artsy art. or I'm not saying artsy in a bad way, but it's not a year for artsy games that are, that have an interesting style. It's just not a lot of those have come out. So maybe, yeah, whatever. Uh, who cares? Uh, now what, what you were moving on to was the fans choice, uh, uh, categories. And I'm not sure if most I'm, anticipated game. I'm not sure if, if the nominees, <gasps> I'm not sure if the nominees were chosen by fans or if these are or if these are just Games chosen people for want you to, you vote to be excited for. I don't know. I mean, it, by the look of the anticipated ones, it it, it looks pretty legit. Yeah, I, bu- I believe you. It was, it was a joke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which that yeah. one might be mine. Uh, my choice. No Man's Sky, which is yeah, obviously. Uh, although it's been going on for so fucking long that I feel like all the hype has died down. Quantum Break? Eh. No. <laughs> I don't the, even know what it is. It's it's the it's like a it looks like it's very cinematic. I think it was going to be like tied to a TV show. I don't know if it still is. Uh, and you like pause time and stuff. Yeah, it's not. Anyway, uh, the Last Guardian. Last Guardian is mine. That's that's reasonable. Hands down. And Uncharted Four. Which, uh, eh. You're an Uncharted fan, sure. <laughs> there's two es- no, there's three esports categories. Wow. And they're like all League of Legends and Dota. Well, you got Game of the Year, and Player CSGO. of the Year, and Team of the Year. So let's do Game of the Year first. All right. Esports Game of the Year. Call of Duty Advanced Warfare. What my the favorite fuck? esport. Why is that on there? I guess because they needed a money. A <laughs> I hope not. Why? Why else? It's either it's money somewhere. They're either is, paid to put okay. it there, or the number of fucking people who buy this garbage. There is a Call of Duty MLG scene. Same yeah, for Halo, fuck but Halo's more reasonable than Call of Duty, at least. Like Halo does, you can win through. I don't know. Call of Duty's terrible. Okay, uh, <laughs> Counter Strike, Dota Two, League of Legends, Hearthstone. And I'm not okay. I'm not saying this just because I'm into Smash, but this has been Smash's most like explosively explosive year of growth in a long, long time. That it's reached a profile just in like the last few months that it's really never had before. Has the release of the new Smash Brothers affected that? How does that? How does that? It kind of has, but it took it took a while for like the melee filter to happen. I don't know about a while, but Melee is so much more intimidating. So even though a new Smash game gets people thinking about it again, the people that it brings into the fold, they have to put in a certain amount of effort with 
tech skill and just being competent enough to play. Yeah. And it you have to be dedicated. So a growth in melee is a lot more significant than a growth in Smash 4 cuz you can play Smash 4 and be competent at a local tournament cuz it's just it's the game. You do what you want and it's very easy to execute everything. So, I don't know. I'm just saying that maybe Smash as a whole, I, I, maybe let's not be Melee elitist, the growth of the Smash scene in general has been significant enough it might have deserved a, a nod. Definitely over Call of Duty Advanced Warfare as an eSport. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, I'm not surprised that wasn't put on here because I I'm still, think, I still think that that's a, yeah, a, a, cult, a cult following. Uh, but... But yeah, that's 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 cool. I I enjoy watching. I wish Smash was more popular because I would love it if like there were big Smash tournament events. Although I I also like watching them when they're in like they've rented out like a small hotel yeah. room and not room but like banquet hall and 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 you've just got like a kind of a, a hodgepodge crowd of people in there and they're all just crowded together and all go screaming and stuff and like trading money and <laughs> all that shit. So I don't want to see that go anywhere either. Money. <laughs> um. I don't know. You 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 can take these because we're we're out of order here. Best uh, fan creation. Okay. GTA Five targets. What the fuck is machinima. that? Portal stories. Mel. I'm guessing another machinima. Real GTA. It's one of those. We put a whole bunch of video effects over a thing and made okay. it look like a video game. I hate those. Twitch plays Dark Souls. None of those should win. What? Actually, I haven't seen GTA Five targets or Portal Stories Mel, but that just sucks. But okay, here Twitch plays Dark Souls is cool that that they've that they've done what they've done with that. I mean, it's cool that they built the system that works and all that. But but yeah, that's silly and stupid. I want to get through the rest of these quickly so we can get to the the, the most important category. Okay. Okay, esports team of the year. Evil Geniuses, Fnatic, Optic Gaming, SK Telecom, and Team Solo Mid. I think it should be Evil Geniuses because they have PPMD and I like him in Melee. I E-sports don't know any of that stuff. Okay. Esports Player of the Year, Kenny. Kenny S. Shrub. Lee Faker Sang Hyok. He's an Olaf. Upper. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny S. S is. Um, Olaf. Olaf Meister. Cab. Peter PPD Dogger. And Syed Sumail Sumail Hassan. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, the the Syed guy. I know, I know him because they did a little segment on him. He's like really young, I think. He's like fifteen or something. It looks very young. Or he started when he was very young. I don't know. It's one of those two things. Okay, whatever. Who cares? Uh... Now the main event. <laughs> Trending oh, God, gamer. Oh no. Trending gamer. Oh no. So. What is this? Our first candidate, Christopher Monte Cristo Michaels. I've never heard of this I, man. I think that's an esports commentator. I think he's like a Dota two or something. Is he? I think I've seen his face commentating. A League of Legends, it looks like. There you go. Yeah, League of Legends caster. Okay, oh, whatever. Okay. okay, now here's the here's the squad. This is the A team. PewDiePie. You know the old favorite, the mainstay. A pillar of the trending gamer uh, <laughs> inner circle, PewDiePie bringing the laughs. He's really trending right you. now. He he really yeah. blew up in two thousand fifteen. He is on an especially he notable a new audience in two thousand fifteen. This has been his year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. This is the year of PewDiePie. 
It's also the year of Markiplier. He's got a great year. Uh, this is a great year. Yeah. Great games, is that great the, Markipliers. Oh my god, no, is that the guy who, like, does the voices and shit? He, he, yeah, he does the, um, he's he's just deep voice left Like, he did the guy. Dark Souls, he was one of the people on the, uh, there was a Dark Souls YouTube community video where they com- compiled a bunch of Dark Souls videos, like, segments from Dark Souls videos, and he was, like, the worst one, because he was like, <laughs> Yeah, he sucks. Uh... I didn't know he was. I didn't know who he was. Then now I do. And yeah, sad. he's an annoying less player. He plays Five Nights at Freddy's. Is what he's probably most famous for. Great. Now, okay, gamers, let's take it down a notch. This it's going to be sad. between these. It's going to be between these two next ones. Total Biscuit, trending gamer. I guess he's trending too. He has cancer. He does, and that's legitimately sad. It is. Yeah. Anyway. I- I don't have anything more to say about Subway Skin. So bad. Okay. Here we go. Here's the main event. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Check it. For Game Over Greggy. Greg Miller. Kind of funny games coming at you with some cool kills. And what else did he say? Uh, cool it kills, awesome moments. Awesome moments. Scary, no, <laughs> scary moments. Cool kills, scary moments, and I don't remember. Guys... Greg Miller. Thank you, Greg. He had, take a moment he had to exclusive access to Metal Gear Solid Five before its release so that he could stream it. I, you know, he's trending. Yes, Patreon got a billion dollars. And he totally deserves it. I mean, he's just, he's such a, he's such a voice of our generation and, and he's so eloquent at, at expressing what we're all thinking about video games, about what, what are the... What are the cool kills and scary moments of video games? Uh, he he'll tell you. He'll play yeah. he'll play Metal Gear Solid Five's first several hours entirely in the night vision mode. Guys, chatters, push to shatters, commenters, leave. Tell us Why what is your trending? coolest. What is your coolest kill? You know, 2015 and, was a great year for push to shatter. We entered our why next second we? season. Yes, exactly. And they didn't bother to put us on the list. Which I think is an oversight on their part. Yeah, I personally. I don't think you know I don't think it was an intentional like put down or anything. I think they just they <sighs> they snubbed Undertale. <laughs> they snubbed us. This whole organization We're is really just a crock of shit at this point. We're really too good for the Keelys. Yeah, we um, are, aren't we? So Jeff, Keighley... I think we're too good for just about ninety percent of all human beings on the planet. Jeff Keighley tweeted out, uh, before he announced the nominations, uh, Jeff Keighley tweeted out a poll that said, what, what what are you most looking forward to seeing at the Game Awards 2015? And it was between, um, it was between world premieres and uh, awards. And 80% of the votes went for world premieres and 20, 20% to votes. World so, premiere. And I mean, I kind of agree. Like, I don't, I care more about seeing the trailers than I do the awards, but yeah. it's also kind of sad when it's the game awards and 80% of the people are going there for trailers. That's true. But, you know... It's understandable. It's understandable. Yeah, nobody ever took these televised game award events seriously, ever, really. They, the last year has the, is the farthest they've gone in, in making themselves look actually professional and legit. Last year's was, I mean, do you remember? Last year's was good. It was enjoyable and it was, yeah. it was professional. 
And so, the year before that is the one where they had some was uh, a disaster. Stuff. Wait, was it? Or, yes. Uh, I think so. It was the did one... they only have won the Game Awards so far? Yes, I think they've only had one. That was still okay. a VGA, or maybe it, maybe it was in the transition. The Ke- I don't know. Whatever the last Keeley, yeah, I think there's only been one Keeley Awards. Yeah. Anyway, the Keeley Awards were good because they cut to the chase. They, they showed used, people what they wanted. They used to be ironically good. They used to be fun to watch, kind of the same way that E3 used to be fun to watch for all the fuck ups and crazy awkward shit going on. And I, I mean, the one before last year was disaster. It was a, a disaster in very specific ways. Overall, it was fine. It was okay, I guess. But it was that was the one with what's his name, the comedian hosting it, yeah, who made who made fun of nerds Joel and gamers, McHale. and everyone got mad. Uh, and then I think they also had like Tyra the Creator and his crew there, which was just yeah. totally awful and, and embarrassing. Uh, so yeah, weird. They had Elijah Wood there. Weird. Fucking okay. uh, uh, last year's had had a uh, Kiefer. And he was the best part. So. Yeah, he was very sincere. He was. It was, was awesome. Cool. All right. That was long, I think. What are we at? Uh, a minute and uh, a half. I mean, a minute and a half. An hour and a half. So, yeah. A lot of time on those awards. Looking forward to uh, seeing who wins and, and making our own, making our own, you know, not necessarily game of the year, but I like, I'm going to make another video. Yeah, me too. I plan another to make another video. Because that was a lot of fun last year. Uh, so, and maybe we'll have a podcast where we make categories or something. I don't know. I think we planned it's it out the yesterday and it didn't work out. holiday season. <clears throat> yeah. Shooby dooby doo. That's Bill Burr's. Have you listened to the Monday Morning Podcast? Yeah, I do. I do. That's his I, go-to I whenever he's talking that. about the holidays. Uh, I haven't holidays. heard him do that yet. He, all yeah, I know you'll, is, you'll hear it soon. All I know is oh. just check it in on you. On the ladies. <laughs> the ladies. All, all right, ladies. Me. Thanks I'm for glad, watching. I'm glad you introduced me to Bill Burr because that's been he's very cool. enjoyable. Thanks right. for watching, ladies. Take care. Tune in next week to Push to Shout Radio. That's right. Anything goes.